0: board-certified internist, founder of com as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself with better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, education, and affirmation. This week, we bring you another amazing guest on the podcast. We have Dr. Nina Loon, who is a hospitalist and chief quality officer at Chai Street Joseph Hospital in London, Kentucky, board-certified family medicine physician. She's also a co-author and best-selling of the best-selling uh, medical anthology, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats, as well as the co-creator and co-author of the Amazon best-selling book, Beyond Challenges, Survival Stories of African Immigrant Physicians. She blogs on the encouragingcom She writes, she coaches for international medical students and graduates on how to have successful Blueprints for the unique pathway into this field, crazy field we call medicine. She is a creator of also an online course coaching platform for IMGs, known as IMG Roadmap, and it's seen at imgroadmap.com. And she's a featured health and wellness speaker. Now, guys, this is a an amazing episode uh, with a person I've been following along. I actually, had a chance uh, to jump on her IMG Roadmap series to talk with IMGs and uh, other medical graduates and people who getting ready for a residency about successful tips on the ERAS application as well as interviews. And I have her on the show today really to kind of give us a, an um, interesting perspective on international medical graduates, their path, their struggles, and you know why, especially in this day and age, uh, where we're seeing you know, just the shortage of physicians out there, and of people who want to become physicians, right? Uh, why that? You know, there may be a solution kind of on the horizon, but unfortunately, there's a lot of roadblocks in the way. I um, mean, we're going to talk about some of those roadblocks. We're also going to talk about, you know, her experience with uh, creating her second uh, Amazon best-selling book, Beyond Challenges survival stories of African immigrant physicians, what motivated her to drop a second book, and what to expect from her from uh, the rest of the year out. So guys, get ready. Of course, Uh, for another amazing episode if you have not done so already make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening this to if it's on youtube if it's on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher radio spotify wherever you're listening to remember to hit the spot remember to hit the subscribe button so you'll always uh, be in tune with what's going on here on the lynch flame with dr barry and leave us a five-star review especially for my apple podcast users and make sure you tell 10 friends uh, about this amazing episode uh let's get ready for another one here with dr barry
1: One of the sponsors for the Lunch and Learn Community Podcast is the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where you can find t shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, stickers and wristbands with the motto, empower yourself for better health. Remember, 50% of all proceeds will go to the five-star scholarship foundation where we give out college scholarships to deserving high school seniors across the country. Thus far, we have given out over 20 deserving scholarships to students across the country. So again, 50% of the proceeds will be uh, blessed to the five-star scholarship foundation. And today you can get the coupon code LUNCH20, and you can get 20% off your purchase, and you support these high school students across the country. Again, the Lunch and Learn community store is at com, and the coupon code is LUNCH20. All right, Lunch and Learn community, uh, again, want to thank you for joining us for another amazing podcast. And I have an amazing guest who I've definitely been excited and kind of earmarked uh, to get a chance to talk to you guys for many different fronts. Um, for those in the Lynch Learning community, especially on my listserv, um, I actually was, an, uh, I actually had the honor of uh, being a guest on her uh, video show uh, that kind of sponsored and, and talked about, you know, just the, the tips and tricks, right. Of, you know, getting into residency. Right. So definitely was excited about that. So again, Dr. Loon, thank you for joining today's podcast on Learning with Dr. Barry.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's an honor actually to be on your on your podcast i enjoy it
1: so i i have uh, i did your introduction but i was i, I have people who I already know they like to skip the main and you know kind of get to the meat of the episode uh, i think they like i think they like skipping the commercial i do a little mini commercials so i think they like skipping the commercial <laughs> <laughs> tell tell us to the community kind of a little bit about yourself that may you know i may have missed in the bio or they may not have would, would have known you know just kind of outside of you know what we got in your bio
2: yeah well So I'm Nina Loom. I am originally from Cameroon. Uh, I currently practice hospital medicine in Kentucky. My background is in family medicine. I'm also also in hospital administration as a chief quality officer at a community hospital here in Kentucky. Um, More recently, I guess what's more exciting is that I have my second book out. Uh, It's a book collaboration. Uh, titled Beyond Challenges. And so that makes me a second time bestselling author, which is pretty, pretty, uh, surreal. And, um, I also spent some time blogging, um, at theencouragingdoc.com. A lot of my, uh, content is focused on for medical graduates like myself, because I, uh, not only being an international student when I moved to the States, but I also mostly to the Caribbean for medical school. So that makes me a, sort of a foreign and international graduate. And it's, it's a it's a soft spot in my heart and I want to share with other people just tips and tricks that I learned along the way. Um, I do enjoy traveling, shopping, uh, do enjoy learning about personal finance and applying that in my life and seeing where that takes me. So that's me in a nutshell.
1: I love it. And we're definitely going to deep dive and, and all of your business. We just want, I just want to kind of put it out there right now. (laughs) Because I want to know. And, and for those who know, especially in the lunchroom community, I, I always get excited kind of talking to my guests. Sometimes I think I'm more excited in my lunchroom community, just kind of talking, uh, you know, to some of the amazing guests who are, uh, doing just so amazing things and things that, you know, yes, you're a physician, but, just outside of being a physician, um, you know, kind of docs outside of the box. Shout out to Doctor uh, Darko, uh, of uh, good friend of mine as well too. Uh, I just love kind of highlighting everything that you do, and and I, I want to tell the community kind of full disclosure. Like I was, I've been following you for a while, right? And and, and I, I kind of knew you like as as I seen, you know, you, people are sharing you, people commenting, and uh, people are like, "Oh, this, this this IMG coach," right? Like you, that's kind of how you were you were dubbed. Uh, when right. someone said I should follow you, like the IMG coach, like no, if you're an IMG and you're you're trying to get to you know where you're at, right? Like that's that's the person you need to follow. Yeah. And and, and as a program director uh, of an internal medicine residency program, and kind of understanding, and I, I'm pretty sure we probably get a, a similar the same types of questions kind of over and over again. Uh, I, right. I was definitely enamored uh, not only by you know what you do. Right as far as coaching, interview, and consulting, and everything else, but really, I could I, as as a physician, it's very easy to spot compassion, and that yeah. was something that I I realized like right off the bat. Like this was something that you loved doing. It wasn't something that you know like I'm just going to do it because you know I got the ability to do it and you know people are going to pay me to do it. Yeah. I do it because I actually love doing it. So. Let's talk a little bit about just kind of where like that compassion came from, right? Like, w- and what kind of made yeah. you want want to start even doing it? Because again, you could have been a physician, mm-hmm. hospitalist, quality. You could have just did that and been perfectly fine, right? Yeah. But but you're you're again you're, you're you're kind of stepping outside yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to do extra work because I, I not only did I get through the door, but I want to hold it open for others behind me.
2: Yeah, yeah, a strong point. And I just want to let your uh, the l- lunch and learn community know that. The interview that you did with me, I'm pretty confident has it got the most hits on my blog for several months. Oh, wow. um, okay. because it, okay. yes. I didn't even
1: pay her. I didn't even pay no, her. To do no, it.
2: no, there's no <laughs> tips involved. Um, but seriously, just being able to give them that perspective from your position of authority as someone that's on the other side and in more ways the target audience, right? For a lot of these IMG. Um, it, that was invaluable information. I mean, the comments, the reviews I got, the feedback. I mean, a lot of people came back and said that was the best interview in a long time, you know, because it was so packed with good information. And I know people that actually went back and worked in the EOS applications a little bit differently after that, after our interview. So I just want to put that out there that you, uh, are, thank, you have you indirectly impacted my community as well. So we appreciate you for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Like I said, and it was, it was something that I almost, it, it's crazy. To me. I felt obligated. I had to do it because just because I saw just how much she loved doing it. And I felt like, you know what, let me try to give him my all because I want to put as much energy and effort that she's doing to help her community. out. So again, really, really thank you for the kind words.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. So back to the, your question was about the passion. I think you know, the shoe hurts where, oh, they say, you know, you feel the pain where it fits or whatever. Do you know that yeah. adage mm-hmm. where, you know, you, where the you, shoe you...
1: fits right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So um, that's sort of my story. It's like I know where it hurt when I was a student and um, right before applying into residency. And so I never at that point in time, I didn't even think about ever doing this because I never told anybody anything. I just kept it to myself. I kept my struggles to myself. I'm one of those weird people who never had a a true mentor, which is something that right now I'm like, what was I thinking, right? And that's why I extend myself so much to other people. But um, I just did not know that there were so many other people out there, except for those that were in my school, who we were all struggling together, um, that were dealing with the same challenges that I was facing. And I feel like mine was a little bit different. Again, to most IMGs, because most IMGs are actually U.S. citizens that moved to the Caribbean for school temporarily, and then they moved back home. Well, I was a little bit different from that because I was I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm a citizen of Cameroon. Lived there my whole entire life. Studied there at a month undergrad. Moved to the Caribbean really for medical education, and then from there transitioned to the states. So it was like. It, it, being in the States was new for me for one. And then second, I didn't understand the like the immigration system at all. So I didn't understand that that came with its own challenges. And then you put me again in the U S system, trying to compete to get into residency and not really understanding the process. I don't know how I did it all, but I, I, I didn't have any, you know, delays in getting into residency specifically for me, but it very well could have been the case um and, and, and that's
1: from- so powerful because i don't i don't know if you guys understand um you know just the the level of uh barriers i hate to call them barriers but really they are um that are placed in front of many who are trying to get into this profession and, and have the passion and love but like it's so many steps that they kind of force them to take just to get here so i i really want you guys to really kind of take a deep dive and understand like she had to do all of that, right, to get to where she's at. And, and while you're doing this, it's almost like a blur. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I had to do all that when, yeah. when you look back at it.
2: Right, right, right. And um, and I think also, you know, it, it's important to point out that for a lot of my colleagues, whom, you know, like yourself and people that are, are from here and maybe trained here and didn't have to deal with the other side of those things, it's like, it's almost oblivious. Like you don't believe that it happens Mm -hmm. until you know, somebody personally that's been through it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's one of those things where, you know, I just want to point that out that sometimes a lot of times I talk to my coworkers, they don't really understand the process, but they've seen me walk through it over the last few years. And they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you had to do X, Y, and Z just to practice medicine here um which for you know for the rest of us it's usually just pass your boards you apply get in but then when you add the layers of visas and different things that come with that financial constraints not being able to obtain any kind of financial aid for school and and such those things do add up and they cause a lot of stress on the students especially the IMGs so anyhow based on my personal struggles with primarily just the maneuvering the visa process and then uh, various financial hurdles that I had through that process. And even just the complexity of not understanding ERAS when I went through it, my personal statement was whack. Like, I don't even know how I got into residency. So sometimes. Yeah. You, 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 you ever look back at it? You ever look back at it? Yes. What
1: was I, what was I
2: thinking that. Yeah. I always joke about that. Like, I don't know who read this thing. I thought it was good. You know, I didn't have anybody proofread it. I just wrote it and submitted it. Um, you know, my, my ERAS application, I didn't even think to include certain things that were actually work that I've done. You know, when it comes to like educational posters, publication, presentations, I didn't even count, I didn't count my own work as solid enough to, to go on that portion of my application. So, you know, just um, lots of omissions, lots of mistakes. Um, gracefully got a few interviews, went around the interview trail. Learned on the interview trail, too, because my first interview was crazy. And then by the time I got to the second one, you know, it got better and such. But um, but that just being said, it's you know, lessons I learned the hard way, I just felt like once I became an attending, actually, I had no intention of sharing this ever. But once I became an attending and I was working in rural Kentucky, and um, I just had some more time on my hands doing the seven on, seven off, and I thought, you know, I've always had a blog, but never really opened up about the truth behind who I was on that blog. And I started to blog more about the struggle and, um, and that seemed to resonate with a lot more people and I started getting emails or, you know, messages asking for more information or advice and tips. And I thought, you know, everybody was on Instagram, everybody's on Instagram these days. Let me use that platform to speak a little bit more about the struggle side. And the more I opened up, the more I realized there were more people that identified with that pain point. And um, that just really helped me get a message out to them.
1: And what I love is because your, your story, especially as a physician, isn't unique in that we'll go through a struggle. And just in our level of training, we're not necessarily taught to publicize it. And yes. we're we're taught to kind of internalize that we're the only ones kind of going through that struggle. Uh which is very epitomized. Like when you started blogging, you were like, oh wow, like people are actually like gravitating to it. Uh it's because a lot of us are sitting in the back, like, oh wow, well, I'm going through the same thing. But like one, I don't yeah. want to be like, I'm the only one doing it. All right. right. I, 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 or like, oh, it's just me and like I need to kind of fix myself. So I, I, I love uh just that aspect of understanding that yes, it's, un- it's not unique to keep it to yourself because that's probably been one of our biggest issues. I guess I, I like to say as a physician that we don't tell the people behind this, like, Hey, this is, this was kind of hard. Right. Yes. Like, And I, t- I tell people all the time, like I've, I've failed multiple levels. There's not a level that I didn't fail at. Um, but I just kept going. Uh, but like me telling you, I failed. hopefully gives you a glimmer of light. So if you do trip, Right. Like you understand, like it is an end in the world.
2: Correct. 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 Um, I think in a, in a sense, we're almost preaching a different kind of healing. You know, when we share these stories, um, it's not necessarily that bedside healing, but it's actually, I think, maybe carries some stronger value. Mm-hmm. Because if you're able to get one more physician who is well-meaning, intelligent and able enough to, to practice, that person's going to touch a lot more lives than you alone could as a physician. Oh, yeah. So you know, I think it's um you know we're teaching other people how to cope when we do these things by sharing our stories. We're teaching other people how to, um in, in many ways, deal with the diverse challenges that are bound to come. But then more importantly, we're sort of replicating ourselves, um in the sense that they'll they'll continue to spread the message.
0: So as as you're
1: you're you're blogging and you're you're realizing that you're 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 kind of picking up steam. And now people are kind of reaching out to you, and say, "Hey, you know, I have that question too," or "Hey, I have a question. Could you answer?" Um, was that something kind of in your element? Like, were you used to, you know, being, you know, kind of more, more public, more out there, or were you, are you even as we speak more of the reserve type? Like, you'd rather just kind of chill with your own, but because of the platform that you kind of built, you're kind of forced to kind of be out there a little bit more.
2: So I would definitely say, if you know, people that knew me when I was a younger person. I <laughs> would, would say I was very reserved um, initially, but I think part of the self-development that has occurred in the last few years, which I think some of it has to do with medical training, it just pushes you out of your comfort zone, period. Um, but beyond that, I have sort of just really transformed into an extroverted human being, but I still believe that that is a great component of me that's introverted in the sense that Um, I'm extroverted when it comes to certain things, like talking about this IMG struggle right now. I can talk about it all day. Um, but certainly there are other parts of my life that I'm probably still very introverted in. So I think because of the need, I've learned to adapt to meeting the need. Um, and, but it's been a great process for me. So it doesn't make me uncomfortable necessarily but I can see where if this was another area of my life, I probably would be uncomfortable with it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, I totally totally
1: agree. I think uh, I kind of run in that similar ilk, uh, especially when I tell people like, oh, yeah, I got a blog and a podcast and do video, but I might try to keep to myself. Like they they almost can't believe like, oh, okay, Barry, sure.
2: Yeah, right, right. I think people expect it to just be, you know, Dr. Barry that we see on the internet. They don't realize that maybe... Dr. Berry has several interests and there's different parts of Dr. Barry that we don't see on the internet. And so when we see one part, we tend to think that's the person all the time. Um, I agree. agree. Yeah. Which isn't always true. So
1: as you, as you're kind of gaining the interest and kind of gaining some of the fanfare and I guess, I guess I don't want I guess recognizing, right. That, you know, you have something that people want. Um, how was that transition like like was it was it a simple one especially over these past couple of years, you know, especially when you say like yeah i i have no problem coaching you or I have no problem like like what was that transition?
2: yeah, I think it started first within me uh, the transition I would say, so I had to figure out how to coach people, and you know these days you can go there's so many courses you can take on coaching um you know right from the comfort of your own room. But for me, I I decided to read up more about it. Um, And so I realized the best way to do it is to first look within myself. And so I started reading a lot more, you know, personal self-development books. And um, that really helped me resonate with sort of a gift that I think I've always had, which is I I believe personally, and I think my family will probably attest to this, that I, I do have a gift in helping people identify their purpose. And their goals, Uh, so I just help people streamline things that they want and make it more attainable for them, maybe with some actionable steps that they can take. And so I've, you know, that's something I've always done for my friends and my family, but I never thought of it as something that was a gift or something that I could use on a larger scale platform uh, like what I'm doing now with with coaching people that are international students or graduates of foreign medical schools, and so. I think it's just been more of that fine tuning process which I'm still in a growth process anyhow. So I believe that it's just been more of a a, a growth process. You know when you you figure out okay maybe I have a gift here or a talent here, the best thing you can do is sharpen it, you know, make it better. Talk to people that are better than you or what you're doing, talk to other coaches, read you know material written by coaches that you admire. Um, you know, watch the videos that you can find. There's tons of videos on coaching everyone on the internet, there's online courses you can take. And so those things just help develop gifts that other people have seen naturally in you. Um, and so that's been really, my transformation has been taking what I've always heard compliments about like, Hey, you're really good at helping people figure stuff out or Hey, you're really good at creating new ideas. You're like an idea queen or something. So I've heard those kinds of comments from people that know me on a really personal basis. And so I just took that and sort of ran with it and said, Hey, how can I make this better for other people? How can I become an expert at it or maybe more professional with my approach? And a lot of that has come with just more of a, what I would call a personal development plan.
1: I love it. And, and can you talk about maybe, especially during this transition, um, some of the highlights and even lowlights uh, as you've kind of gained um, traction in what you've been doing.
2: Yeah, I think the so there are a few things as far as highlights. The highlights are really the people that I get to impact. So you know, right now I have you know people that have coached that are currently in training. Some are looking into fellowship applications. I share. So it makes me feel very fulfilled in that mm. is when I see uh, people that I actually worked with, um, there's actually a few that have lived in my house with me. Uh, maybe they came by to an observership and I housed them and walked them through that process, reviewed their application, edited the personal statement, and walked them through the interview process and all of that. And now they're looking into like their third year of residency and applying for other things. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're my first experiment, so to speak. <laughs> and, and so that's that's my highlight is is those doctors um, and male, female, different countries. And just like, wow, like this is actually something that you can do, Nina. So that's been it's going to it's been a good, encouraging force for me to watch. Um Low light, I would say, have to do with uh, sometimes it gets exhausting, just honestly, because when when you give a lot of yourself, you know, we always talk about self-care and sometimes self-care is being still and just kind of minding your own business. But when you give a lot of yourself out to people, you actually spend a lot of emotional energy and um, that is something that you cannot. Nobody can award that to you. You kind of just have to recover from it, like you kind of recuperate and get back up and sort of fill your tank, That's what I like to call it. And then you can help more people because if your glass is empty, you can't pour onto another person's cup, right? Very
1: true. So, Very true. so
2: that's sort of been uh, maybe the low lights. It's those moments where I get like low on fuel, and I have to step back and recharge. And that may mean you know I don't coach for a season. Or I, you know, only keep with the people that I have and not take any new people in. Um, Or it may just mean that I call my, um, you know, my folk fewer times than I usually would schedule um, coaching calls with them and such. Or sometimes it may just mean that I take a vacation for a week and unplug and come back. So it, it just varies, you know, it just varies from time to time. But I would say that's the biggest, I would say the low light. Another thing can be maybe just comparing yourself with other people that are maybe doing different kinds of coaching programs and feeling like maybe you're not that far advanced. Um, and that's just something that comes with what I've realized every, you just every great thing, you're going to feel a certain type of way but you just have to, uh, move beyond your feelings and, and look at the impact that you actually have on individual lives.
1: Very true. And what, what I love about it is that the the to be open because it's such an, an active process, right? It's active process when you're coaching, right? But it's active process when you're having to kind of withdraw uh as well. And I'll be honest, on Chalking Community, um, I do send a lot of people towards Hawaii. Uh, because I because I get it so much and I'm like, and maybe I feel like that imposter syndrome too. I'm like, well, you know what? As as a foreign medical grad, I got this perfect person for you. Like like I kinda know, but like this is the person, like so i I do send a lot of people you away, uh, so so i got so I got us but I get, that's me now, having to remember like, oh, I have to be mindful, like you know she she's only she is only one person
2: right, right so I gotta right. I got, I got, I got, I
1: got be mindful that we, you know we're not draining you too much because uh you have such a gift um that uh, and like I said, because when we did our when we did our interview, like I saw the comments right, I was like, wow, like mm-hmm. they are really like like one. Um, how enamored they were and how in- in- intentive they were. You could just tell like, like, oh, they were like thinking like really. And I was just like, oh, I oh just, yeah. I was just having a conversation. I was just, right. I was just glad I, had I was able to give. people taking
2: notes and like coming back weeks after with notes saying, remember that interview you did with Dr. Pierre? You said such and such and such and he said such <laughs> and such and such. Do you think I should do X? And I was like, wait, I don't remember us talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you have people taking notes. I mean, it's a serious deal. But I just want to put this out there. If anybody's listening and they feel like they've wanted to reach out to me, um, I don't want it to sound like, you know, that they don't, they need to be worried about burdening me or sure, anything sure. like that. They can always just, I mean, I respond to emails. Usually in those periods where I unplug, it's, you'll get an email stating I'm um, taking a break for X five days and I'll get back with you whenever I get back. Um, but that's usually how it works. So there's some close loop communication there. Oh,
1: nice. Okay. And remember, the community, we're going to make sure, and whoever's listening, we're going to make sure that you have all of her contact information to bombard her, to follow her, (laughs) uh, to to make sure you you kind of stay up with her. Because again, uh, she she's definitely one. Like I said, I'm 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 on I'm all over. I'm I'm watching. I'm watching her stories. Mm -hmm. I'm watching. I'm watching because I I want to see um, not only how she's doing, it, but again, if there's something where I can improve on myself uh, in just the position I am, I, I definitely will take nuggets as well. So, you, you talked about being not uh, just a one time best selling offer, but a two time best selling offer. Uh, and we, obviously, I want to get into Beyond Challenges, but like, talk about the first time, right? When you decided, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to write something. Like, what, what yeah. was that? Like, were you always, I, and I always ask, especially when people who write books, like, was, was that something that was like, yeah, I'm going to write a book one day? Um, and the opportunity came, or it was just kind of like with all of the, the life changes that were happening, it just felt right.
2: Yeah. So the first time uh, was when I partnered with a group of other female physicians, and we wrote the Chronicles of Women and White Coats, which has, you know, ever since moved into a great movement. And um, um, and I mean, it's just there's been a wellness retreat, a blog, and so many things birthed out of it uh, that have continued to encourage women in medicine across the country. But then more recently, uh, this was something that I was a part of the organizing team of, and sort of, you know, a co-leader in the project. And that really was something that was near and dear to my heart because this one was really focused on the struggles that immigrants face and particularly immigrant physicians, um, uh, just detailing accounts of their lives from different facets of just general life, love, the practice of medicine, and how that has maybe made us better um, or the challenges that we encountered along the way have made us much better. or thankful for who we are today and so that is the project that was just recently released this this oh wow this month we launched this month actually mm-hmm. yep. October 4th um and within the first day of releasing when Amazon we made the best out of the list and Maybe. I actually almost passed out when I saw that we were right below um, uh, this the book written by the neurosurgeon uh, when breath becomes air like he was like we were oh, right wow. underneath of him. And I was like, oh, my gosh!" I took a screenshot of it because I could not believe it. Um, And for several days after we stayed on the number one new releases, medical biographies. So that was a pretty good win for us uh, just because our stories are different, um, but they're the same as everybody else's. So even though it may feel like, oh, my gosh, just a book about, you know, immigrant docs. Um, I'm not an immigrant. I may not relate with them. You'll be surprised because. Even though it feels like the origin of our stories vary from yours, but the struggles are going to be underlying, sim- very similar, and mm-hmm. it really boils down to you know what virtue did this person gain from that experience that I can maybe you know reflect on, and um, and that's really kind of uh, that's that's been a joyous experience, I would say.
1: And You know, it's been amazing, and lunch learning community. Where we're obviously, I want to give. Uh, you know Dr. looms community an opportunity to get a free book on us, right? So we're gonna we're definitely gonna make sure I have a, I've, we're saying it out in the air. We're gonna sponsor so she can give a book away on us because I, awesome. I think you need um, uh, to read this. But uh, like I said again, I, I've been I've been like a secret spy uh, in on everything <laughs> you do, and I, I think even I, as a person who always wanted, to, I got from again I've always wanted to do academic medicine, right? I, that was always my passion. Um, I remember writing when I was, I think it was a, I think I was a medical, student. I think I was, I was either a medical student or like maybe a first year resident and talking about like, Oh, I can't wait to be a program director. Right. Cause that was just something that I've always wanted to do oh, and, wow. That's awesome. and, and, and still understanding and learning as I grow, um, in, in this, in this role that I've, I've been on like three years now uh, just, just a different side of it. As, as an osteopathic physician, you know, we didn't typically deal with international medical graduates. So I'm learning all of these things. I'm like, wow, you guys have to deal with all of that. So uh, that, that's why. And when, when I say that, I say it, especially for the medical students who, you know, maybe are, you know, going to school here. Right. And they're like, no, we don't, they're, we don't go through that same struggle. And you'd be surprised. Like, you'd be surprised the the questions I get, the DMS, I get the emails, I get, kind of going through that same like hurdles and trouble. And like, how do I get over this? Uh, because I get those same questions for students to go here too. So I, I 100% agree, um, you know, that any, everyone should read this. Um, one, because it, it definitely opens up your your heart, right? And your eyes, right? But especially your heart to say like, oh, okay, like I definitely need to make sure I, I'm more mindful uh, of, you know, the, the struggle that everyone has to go through. And then it, it kind of makes, I want to, I want to say it, I'll, I'll say it online. Uh, I'll say it on live right here. Like I, I kind of respect it more, right. Cause I know uh, your, your, your hurdle is a little bit harder um, than someone like, even like me, right. Who, who, who went to school here, who's from here, went to osteopathic medicals, so like, uh, so I understand that uh, even my hurdle wasn't the type of hurdle that you typically have to deal with. So, I'm, I'm definitely uh, a fan of you know th- that book and really that premise uh, that you know you, you, you women got together and say like no let, let's write our story because it, it even though it you said 28 is that
2: how many, how many I'm sorry how many what the we had 15, 15 oh sorry yeah uh, I don't
1: know so 15 different stories but it was it's still one collective theme like hey like we struggled but we we got to where we needed to
2: be right right right. And that's the message we're trying to put across is, you know, I usually say this jokingly, but, you know, a lot of times when you move to America from another country, you don't have the same opportunity as a person where this is their home, homeland. And so, you know, when we choose to share our stories, it's also a way to say that, Despite the fact that we we maybe did not have the opportunity to get some added advantage, we still were able to overcome X and Y challenges in our lives to get to our goal. Just like you said, you know, always wanting to be a program director, and I was thinking, oh my god, here you are walking in goal um, today. So a lot of times we have all these goals we set for ourselves, but maybe what along the way you get a detour or you know encounter some kind of roadblock, remembering that even people that maybe could have been statistically considered, um, less fortunate than you are still able to get their goals means if anything that you can certainly get yours, you know? And so that's really, you know, the message of encouragement or empowerment that we're putting out there is irrespective of what origins you have or irrespective of your disadvantages. And if you have advantages, do take advantage of them. Um, and, you know, so that that way our stories are able to resonate with more than just immigrants, but even just people that are non-immigrants or people to whom this is home uh, to not only share that story for awareness, but also to remind them that, hey, yes, you could still also achieve a lot of the other things you want to do for yourself, given that you have certain advantages.
1: So, I, I, like I always ask, like, you know, after after, you know, you come together and you write a uh, you know a phenomenal story uh, a collection of stories like this, like what is next, right? Like what when when you, when we talk about just kind of getting the message out there, and and we already know what you're doing on on, on the, the personal front. Like what's next for you?
2: So, oh my gosh, I have so many plans, Doctor uh, Doctor Pierre. <laughs> I mean, like I don't even know sometimes how I go to sleep at night with all these plans in my head. But I have a dream of. um Creating some more structure around uh, international medical graduates and their and their pre-residency process um, because the the biggest thing that I've noticed I guess if I could create a study right this would be my uh, uh, my retrospective analysis of the IMGs I've worked with um, the foundation is lack of knowledge that's just what it is and it's not a lack of medical knowledge. Um, because actually these IMGs tend to score way higher on some of their boards um, than maybe even students that I've taught, you know, as part of my job here in the States. Um, I do, in, in the past, for the first three years out of residency, I was a community-based preceptor for an osteopathic school out of Tennessee. So I do know that, you know, scores can vary, but Um, but you know, these IMGs tend to, they tend to really knock that ball out of the park when it comes to to some, not all of course, but so that being said, medical knowledge I've noticed maybe is not so much of an issue, even though when, when it is an issue, that's a usually more difficult hurdle to overcome because you need to have the competitive score, but that put aside, um, just understanding of the process. Has not been uh, has been an area where I, I've seen the biggest gap, and so one of the things I've done is you know created an online course geared towards this. But I'm looking at a more structured and casual approach, if that makes any sense. So maybe something like what you're doing. I don't know yet. Maybe something like a podcast or an annual meeting or something that could really equip people one time. Here's all the information you need um, beyond just Uh, maybe a a static online course, which I do enjoy and I do have, and people use it. But beyond just that course, I would like something more dynamic, you know, where there's more interaction um, and more real time. So whatever that is, I'm yet to discover. I'm yet to find out. Um, Who knows? Maybe someday it would be, my dream would be, if you know, the Educational Commission for Medical Graduates, if I can get to work with them in some capacity in the future. Um that's definitely, um, would that would be a, a big, a big thing for me if that ever happened. So I think for now, that's really what I'm looking at is a more standardized platform, um, that would equip IMGs with necessary information, um, evidence based uh, information that would really help them be well armed on the front end instead of, you know, reaching out to me when they failed to match one time. But then that just makes it, it's just, I mean, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. But, you know, they can get that information earlier on. And really, I like to emphasize this. My message is not for people to, to go to foreign medical schools. That's not my message. My message is for people who have already found themselves enrolled in those schools to improve their options and their chances of making their dream of being a board certified physician in the States. So it's really not a message of telling people to go to foreign schools because I would not do it over again if I had the choice. Um, but it's really... Is, is that just you, because
1: of the hurdles that are kind of empirically exactly. placed?
2: Okay. Yes. The, the challenges that I faced, which I did not anticipate because I didn't know any better. I'd never lived in America before to understand the medical system to that extent. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You can't see that far ahead, especially when you're just ignorant um, to to societal standards. Um, but you know, that being said, you know, it's never my intention to say a pre-med student listening to this should go to the Korean. That's not the message. The message really is this, that if you already are in that predicament, here's what you need to be focused on, because maybe your school may not equip you, especially when you start your clinical years, with exactly that piece of information. But then there's people like myself who are developing these resources to help meet that need.
1: I love it, and you know, so interesting because that that was like the biggest driver for me, and 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 I've said it before, like and like I said when I talk about compassion, I I usually I again I don't use it loosely because when I see people who have such a drive, like I just generally want to help them, right? Like I generally want to see them succeed. Um, I remember going to school. Uh, at Nova South Easton. And I remember thinking like, okay, who's, who's on the admissions committee? Uh, because now that I'm at the door, I need to see like what they saw in me and what do I need to do to tell someone behind me? And, and right. that's probably been secretly my drive to become a program director, right? Because I was like, all right, now that I'm in residency, like, all right, what are people on the other side looking at to, to, for potential resident applicants who, to get into their program? And, and I remember when I, when I did my, my webinar Right. Cause, um, Cause I have a webinar as well, too. uh, The, the, ERA, the ERAS interview webinar. Like, right, I had that. The right, yeah, reason so why I did that. it was because, like, I saw so many people, and you're so right, making the same mistakes over and over again that I knew it was just that they just didn't know. Right. Like, it wasn't like right. they weren't trying. Like, it was just that they just did not know, like, this process. Correct. And I figured, like, hey, like, if I just yell out and scream, like, hey, by the way, like, put down your poster presentation. Like, it was like, Hey, by the way, like, like if I knew if I just yelled and screamed that someone would take it and say, Oh, you know what? I did do a lot of poster presentations or I did a lot of oral presentations. Maybe I should put that uh, in the scholarly activity. Right. So my, my ER, ERAS section doesn't look blank. Um, I, I mean, the amount of the amount of students who don't even know what goes into ERAS is like still mind boggling to me. But like, again, I, I was naive as well too. I didn't know. Um, and I didn't right. know until I got to the other side and I had to actually put stuff into the ERAS and realized, oh, wow, like all the stuff I remember doing, like I don't remember doing it. I didn't write it down. Um, so I, I would 100% agree. Like it, it's, it's never, and especially because you, you're 100% right, it's not the scores are usually not the issue. Um, I, I wish I could be like, oh, yes, yeah, the scores that keep them out. Um, it's no, but no, there are so many systems uh in our medical society that again i and I've talked about this before ad nauseum that keep our foreign medical graduates um try that try to keep our foreign medical graduates outside of the system. Like there's just and, and I'm an in internal medicine, right? So you already know it like like I, I think as as if I had to pick a specialty that does a, an amazing job at trying to keep people out, it's internal medicine. Um, and so 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 I understand that there are there are systems in place that that purposely make it harder for you. And, and that's why I love everything that you do. And that's why, again, like I said, you know, whatever, whatever your dream, whenever your dream comes to fruition, if you ever need some support, please let me know. Um, because I, I know that there's barriers that we have to artificially break down um to to make it easier for those who are in that predicament uh to get over here and learn and be able to take care of patients. Cause really that's really the end of the day we're trying to take care of patients. Right? And right. You got Absolutely. these you got these structures here that don't even let you do that. Right. You got these you got you got people here who do amazing, amazing work, amazing clinical work, do amazing grades, but because of where they went to school, um, or maybe maybe they had a, a hiccup, right? And like I said, I, I'm full disclosure, there's not a level that I have not failed at. Right. So full disclosure is not a level of failure. So like just understanding that, like, and understanding I'm still a program director. I am 35 years old. I always forget how old I am. I'm 35 years old. Maybe I'm
2: 36. I'm 36.
1: I think I'm 36. I'm I'm, I'm 35, 36. Like, but I'm still a program director. Right. And and I've had plenty of missteps and fails. So I've never believed that a misstep or fail anywhere during a medical school career should like dictate whether you have a career at all. So again, I am I am one hundred percent champion of uh, you know what you do and really how you do it, and and I think that's why you know that's why I was such a you know so excited for just to have this kind of discussion because one I think we're opening up a lot of people's ears who probably don't realize right like a lot of these outside forces that affect uh, our international international medical graduates um, to the point where they. for them we're do's and mds that's all they know they they don't know our struggle and they need more people like you like saying like hey like look look like read this book this is our collection of struggles just so you realize like hey yeah we it wasn't all you know straight a's and you know high like it wasn't all that so before i let before i let you go um if you can, you know, again, just kind of, I, I, I know, I know, we're, we I know, we're about your self care, right? But I, I do want people to make sure that they can kind of follow you, you know, uh, you, you're always doing. Now, again, let me lunch learning community. Let me, let me brag on her a little bit. Um, she is always <laughs> doing uh, live. Now, my my eras is an automated webinar. Reason why is because I don't be having the time to like do that like very often. <laughs> um, so it's just, you can go click. It's it already pressed play. Like you press play. It's already pre-recorded Like it's done. Right. But she does it live multiple times. I know she just went through a, a session where she was doing interviews. I'm not sure if you're still doing that, um, but I want, I want people to kind of follow you just to kind of just see how you're doing and kind of see how they can, you know, kind of stay within your community. Like where are sure. you at social wise, website wise, all of that stuff here and the member lunch and lunch community. Uh, whether you're driving, taking a shot, whatever you're doing, listen to it. we'll make sure this is all in the show notes as well.
2: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so i I think Instagram, it's sort of my most active social platform, and I'm at Dr. Nina loom. Um previously, I was uh, known as the encouraging doc on Instagram, and I'm still the encouraging doc, but my handle is at Dr. Nina loom, so that's just d r n i n a l u m. And my blog is TheEncouragingDoc.com. So those are two places where people can find me on the internet. My online courses are on imgroadmap.com, which you can also find through my blog as well. Um, And I think those are the only places where I exist right now. Sure. What about the book? What about the book? Oh, yes. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Okay, yes. So you can get the book... um, on my Square site, it's also included on my Instagram bio page, but it's also available on Amazon. Um, and it's titled Beyond Challenges, Survival Stories from African Immigrant Physicians on Love, Life, and the Practice of Medicine.
1: Perfect. And remember, uh, Lunch and community listeners, and uh, especially those in your community, um, we want to give away, uh, on behalf of us, uh, one of your paperback books. So I don't know how, however, best you you feel, uh, you, either through your email list or your website, whatever, whatever way you feel, just let us know And because we want to sponsor one to to give away because it, it is a message that I think people, um, you know, need to be, uh, you know, have in hand so they can kind of understand, like, okay, like I like I really need to respect the, the the grind that some some of these amazing physicians are doing down here.
2: Absolutely, I would love to. I would love to do that. Um, so we can probably figure out the the rules of the giveaway, um, and maybe use one of our social platforms to to further announce that. But I'll, I'm down. I can mail the book to that person directly. Whoever sure. wins that giveaway,
1: yeah, let's, let's or, give them the paper. I mean, if they if they, I mean, let's give them paperback. I mean, I know I know people are digital uh, these yeah. days, but let's give them let's give them the hard hard copy book.
2: Right, and that way you can get signed um, before before. Oh, we even, get Oh, even, even better. See? Even yeah, we, better. Yeah, we got,
1: yeah, we got to give them the paper. Give them the paper back because we, we got to get that signed.
2: Absolutely. We'd love to do that.
1: So, again, thank you for joining the Luncheon Community. This has been an absolutely amazing episode, and uh, we just want to, you know, you know, support you and uh, thank you and give you all the well wishes on such an amazing journey. Um, like I said, you, to, to me, you are the IMG coach. I'm going to keep sending people to you. Uh, especially when I can't, I don't know, I'm too busy. Uh, especially because <laughs> this, this is, you know, as a director, this is interview season. So uh, it's very busy. Right.
2: Oh my God. I'm sure you're slammed. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. That's one thing. I can't imagine how you do it. Oh honestly. yes.
1: Crazy. It's crazy. You have a great day again. Thank you for uh, everything that you do.
2: All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And, uh, so the Lunch and Learn community folk, it was great spending some time with you today.
1: Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of The Lunch with Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today. If you have not had a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. If you already listen and you've already
0: subscribed, make sure to leave me a five star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is and if
1: you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes always head over to
0: lunchlearnpod.com that is lunchlearnpod all in one word.com and you can get the access to the show notes for every single episode but especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed
1: bye